Welcome to episode 127 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. Hello, hello. Once again, episode 127 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. I am, of course, the Stacey Harris. That's why I'm I'm telling you what episode it is. Uh, let's see. We've got Rebecca Beaton on the show today. We're going to talk about starting your business uh, and and all of the uh, amazing, amazing stuff uh, that comes with starting your business. But really what I like is we, we talk about the first sort of three steps. Uh, and what's nice about this is I know a lot of you who already have businesses are like, um, okay. But a lot of these are steps that need to be revisited or that we just full on skipped over. Uh, so it's definitely worth uh, staying and listening because it's it's some good insights from Rebecca today. So that's very cool. We'll start that in just a second. Of course, uh, what's happening? Let's see. Today is a big day. Uh, today, the day this show goes live, January 23rd uh, of 2015, uh, is Charles Harris's last day at his full-time job. Uh, that's my husband, if you don't know. Uh, he, uh, he, today is his last day at his full-time job. His, his first official full-time day is tomorrow, Saturday, because we're doing an event here in town uh, with my partner on a project called Social Ads University, uh, and he's helping us run that. So, uh, But yeah, so it's it's a really, really big day here today, uh, and that's sort of my housekeeping for today. Uh, if you want to keep up on what's happening, because this has uh, created some changes in my business uh, and, and in my availability and in how I'm working with people again and... Yeah, so if you want to keep up with that, be sure you're on the VIP list over at thestacyharris.com slash VIP. That will allow you to see everything happening. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be sharing an email on Tuesday, some some big changes. Uh, so uh, I'll share them here now. You can know first, okay? Uh, and I've, I've, I've talked about this on social, but I'm, I'm reopening up one-on-ones on, one on with me uh, on a limited basis. Uh, the Business Amplifier Mastermind has been revamped and changed uh, to the Business Amplified Mentorship. It's now a 90-day one-on-one program. Here's the caveat, though. Uh, I'm only taking on so many of these clients at a time. I'm actually only going to work with two people at a time on this. So uh, jump in. Uh, and we're just getting started with, with this new version of BAM. Uh, so the price point is is lower than it's going to be in about a month. Um, and so if you are interested in working with me for 90 days, one-on-one, really getting your social media and your marketing focused and working, uh, that's the thing to take advantage of. If you want to work with me, uh, for an hour, maybe you want to do a a one-on-one Google plus training or a Facebook ads training, uh, or talk about podcasting or, uh, get some clarity around what you're doing with social, um, we can do that as well. We have the one-on-one rockstar sessions are also back. So if you are at all interested in working with me one-on-one, you can again, which is really cool to have that sort of flexibility again uh, in in how I work with people. And and last year, well, really in 2013, I got so burned out uh, because I was I was taking on a lot and the business was growing so much and um, I couldn't create content and programs and work one-on-one and handle management. Uh, so I had to close a lot of a lot of those parts of my business. Uh, if you've been around for that long, you know management went away uh, and my one-on-one went away uh, with the exception of my group programs. And so I, I really missed it last year. I missed doing it. So it will be back now uh, on a limited basis. Management is back as well. Charles is running the management half of our business. 
uh, and building that team. So it's, it's definitely a big year, a lot of changes, a lot of crazy things happening. Thank you guys for riding along with me and, and, and hanging out and, and playing with me and, and being, being it all in. Uh, I appreciate it. And, and I, I so enjoy it. Um, which is, I enjoy it way more than I probably should. So thank you. Thank you. Big day. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, a little bit nervous, but I'm really amped. Uh, so let's talk about, let's shift gears. And let's talk about Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca is the do good mentor coach for new and soon to be entrepreneurs who want to help others and make an impact with a business they love. She specializes in helping service-based business owners design clear action plans around what they do and when starting their businesses so they can get clients and making money. She believes that business can be used for a force of good in the world and helps people design businesses around how they want to make a difference, which is not only more fulfilling, but allows for a greater long-term business success as well. Rebecca really believes businesses with a purpose create a win-win for everyone. Creating a better lifestyle for the business owner also creates much needed change in the world. Learn more and sign up for her free business tips right in your inbox over at her website, rebeccabeaton.com. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and dive in and let's hear from Rebecca. Ready? Say go. All right, everybody, we've got Rebecca Beaton on the show today and we are talking about getting started. So if right now you're sitting there and you're kind of overwhelmed with what to do uh, to start your business. Uh, we're going to give you the first sort of three steps you need to get started. Three things to consider, three things to do. Um, and I find that no matter how long I've been in business, sometimes revisiting those first steps, uh, and re sort of centering myself, uh, can be really helpful. So if you're somebody who's not just starting out, it's still worth listening because you might've skipped these steps. I know I skipped several of the things I should have done when I started. Uh, and so I had to go back and do them later. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, jump in with Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stacey. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited you're here um, because I feel like it's really easy to get totally lost when you're starting out. There's so many mm-hmm. people telling you so many different things. Yes. So I'm excited totally. to sort of cut through that and get super clear for people today. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Because there's so many people who are just completely overwhelmed that I remember too being in that that place. And you're so bang on about revisiting these steps. Super, super important. Yeah, because sometimes we skip them or we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day we forget, like, the basics of why we do this. Totally. Yeah, it's funny. I was just saying yesterday how I get really lazy sometimes when it comes to, like, talking about what I do. Yeah. And how we come up, like, I've come up with this great way to describe what I do. And then sometimes I just end up going up to people and like, yeah, I'm a business coach. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, great. Their eyes glaze over. <laughs> well, and I always love it. Like, I'm I'm excellent at giving people advice on social media. You know, what to do, building your strategy, scheduling time to engage, all of the stuff I tell you guys all the time. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, I should do this stuff. <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah, that's when you need a recorder. That's why you record yourself and listen to yourself later. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good about it. Most of what I teach is experience. But it's so easy to get caught up in the, the especially if you're somebody who's service-based at all, or to load yourself up with coaching calls or whatever and forget to take care of your own business. Mm-hmm. I know that yeah. was something I was super guilty of. So before we before we jump into the, the first three things, I want to take a second and give you some time to sort of introduce yourself to everybody. Say more than that you're a business coach. We'll practice okay. that now. <laughs> all right. Tell us what you do. Got it. <laughs> okay. 
So I, I work with new business owners, service-based business owners that really want to make an impact with their business and they really want to make a difference and that's like their main reason for going into business. And I help them with that overwhelm and feeling stuck for starting out and to really lay out what to do and when, when they're first starting out so that they can start getting clients and making money a lot faster than they would if they were just sorting through all that crazy amounts of information alone on the internet. See how much better that was than I'm just a business coach, guys? It's true. Very very good example. <laughs> so yes. let's let's dive right in with the first the first step. Alright. Yes. Yeah. So this is assuming you have clarity on your business idea and you know it's viable. So you've like talk to people maybe doing similar things or you've done a little bit of market research that kind of thing you know that it's it's a viable idea the first step then is really messaging so this is the piece around yeah it's finding your your niche it's more to it than that it's having that backbone for your business in place so you can clearly communicate what you do so people know what you do and how you can help them when they find you so this is the important first step because you can market, market, market and like put your business out there to the world. But if you don't have that clear, strong message about what you do, how you help people, um, the problem you can solve for them, then that marketing isn't really going to be worth your time. And I think that's such a great point because, you know, the thing I always think about when I talk about this, because it's a huge first step in creating, you know, every other piece of your business. You're, I mean, I talk a lot about it from a social media perspective. You guys have heard that. Um, but I think what always comes up for me with this is if you're confused by it, so are the people you're marketing to. <laughs> yes. And a confused yes. mind always says no. And that is not the goal. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So having it really, really clear and concise and specific. So that people are not confused. They can come to your site or meet you in person and be like, yes, that's for me or no, that's not for me instead of the eyes glazing over or the confused kind of look. Well, and I, one more thing I want to tack on here before we move to the next one is, is sometimes people get really afraid to get too narrow when they're first starting out. I know I did that for sure. I was like, no, if I get too specific, people will not, like, I won't make enough money. Like there, mm -hmm. there's not enough people in this specific area. And, um, the, the example that always comes to mind for me is one that my friend, Julie Catino, who I've had on the show, um, of brand school, she runs a program I'm a part of called brand, uh, brand school. She's the owner of brand twist. Um, mm -hmm. but the program is brand school. And one of the examples she gives in there is Apple. You know, their ideal client is not half the planet, but half the planet uses Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the examples I like to use is a dartboard. Mm -hmm. So thinking of your your ideal client and the people that you want to work with ideally is kind of like the bullseye. And then the other pieces outside of that, you're still going to work with those people and they're probably still going to be drawn to you, but you're still focused on that one kind of perfect person that you want to work with. Definitely. Most of your clients will check most of the boxes. Yeah. It's kind of how I, I try yeah, to work. Yeah. And one other thing I do want to touch on here, it's not just about ideal client having that message. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's also a big piece of it is 
your unique perspective that you mm -hmm. bring to the work you do. So what kind of, you know, makes you stand out among all the, the samies, <laughs> I like to call them. So like Stacey, I was actually looking at your site just before coming on here and like kind of looking for, oh, what's Stacey's unique perspective? And I noticed you have right in your tagline, you know, you say social media, social media advice without the douchebag tactics. It's and I true. love that because say that. <laughs> a lot of the time our unique message that we're bringing, our unique belief about the work that we do is going to come from what pisses us off about what other people do and what other people are doing in your field that you don't really agree with. So I'm guessing for you there's a lot of douchebag tactics out there you've seen for social media and that kind of pisses you off and you want to cut out that, that crap. Absolutely. And you know, I like that you say that because I think for me, the easiest way to create my unique perspective or my ideal client or my, my specific messaging, how the way I, uh, how I translate, how I communicate, a lot of that came from first deciding what I didn't like. It's really easy to find what you do like when you start with weeding out what you don't like. Exactly, exactly. So that's always a really good place to start if you're looking for that unique perspective. And also too, just looking at you know, what do you believe about the work that you do? Like, for, for myself, I really believe about business that it can be used as a force for good in the world. And that's something I talk about a lot in my business because I'm passionate about that. And I've had clients come to me. I actually just spoke to a girl yesterday I was having a breakthrough session with who's like, yeah, I came to, to talk to you because I saw lots of people doing similar stuff to you out there on the internet, but... I really want to make an impact with my business. Like that's the most important thing to me. So she said she's, you know, she's drawn to what I do because of that. So a lot of the time having that, uh, yeah, just having that belief that you, about the work that you're doing and it's, it's why you do it and why you're passionate about it. And it's something that makes you unique. It will draw those perfect people to you. Absolutely. I love that. So once we have that clarity around our messaging, um, what's our next step? The next step is drumroll market research. So uh, the skip so yes. many the steps so many of us skip. Yeah, and I totally skipped this when I first started out, and I paid for it because um, I I remember I did three months of planning for a huge launch, and I didn't do any market research for it. I was like, oh yeah, people want this. You know, it's it's obvious, and I did three months of planning for this launch, and I hardly had any sales for it, and it was really devastating, actually. <laughs> so definitely doing the market research, and this is important because you're, when you're first starting out, it's a great way to understand what the problem is at the forefront of people's minds. So a lot of the time... People might have a problem you can help them with, but it's not the one that they're talking about or that they're aware they have. So this is really helpful in terms of getting to what's at the forefront of people's minds that you can speak to in your marketing. And if you're doing market research surveys um, over the phone, these are ideal because then you're capturing the actual language that people are using and, again, that language that's at the forefront of their mind. I always love this because it really plays into that theory of selling them what they want and giving them what they need. Mm -hmm. You know, when I sell exactly. somebody a social media strategy, they want 
to make sales from their social media. Like, that, that's the thing they want. They want this to convert. They want it to not mm-hmm. be a waste of time. Um, but the reality is I'm selling them more time in their day. I'm giving them more clarity around what they're doing. I'm giving them more confidence, which is what leads to that more sales. Exactly. Um, but it's hard for me to sell them confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's such yeah. an important an important thing to remember. And I really love market research. And this came up. We had uh, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Shope on the show uh, a while ago talking about sales. And she talked about doing 100 um, free 15-minute pitch-free calls with people to just hear the language they were using when they talked about their issues with sales. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that will give you like, that'll just write your own sales copy. Totally. Yeah. As you can take actual sentences that you capture from the market research, put that right into your copy Mm -hmm. and it's perfect. I also find this really helpful in, in getting content ideas. You know, I, I have that VIP oh, program yeah. that you guys heard, have heard me talk about. And I'll post questions in there randomly. Like, hey, guys, I'm working on the editorial calendar right now. Uh, what would you like to see? Or I'll do a random Q&A in a Facebook group and say, hey, I've got 30 minutes. I'm going to answer your questions about Google+. Because that allows me to see exactly where people are stumbling with Google+. And I, I just pop, I answer the question and then add that to my editorial calendar. Yeah. Yeah, market research seems to, for new business owners, it covers so much ground in terms of you got it like creating content. That's a huge thing that new business owners I know are, are scared of a lot of the time. Like, will I have enough content ideas? Um, so the market research helps with that. It helps with, um, you know, it, knowing whether your business idea is viable. It can help you with what kind of programs and services to create. And another bonus to the market research is you're connecting with people. So it's also an opportunity to potentially get clients. Mm-hmm. So after a market research call, you know, you're not selling on the call, but, you know, you can always follow up with an email and be like, hey, do you want to come on for this free consultation? Uh, have another conversation. I can help you with this problem you're talking about. Absolutely. I see the same thing. Like I talked about doing the market research in Facebook groups and I'll say, hey, I've got 30 minutes to answer your questions. You know, every few times I do that, I inevitably get somebody that messages me afterwards and says, you know, do you have a program that goes into this or can I book one on one time with you? Because they see you adding that value as well as getting that information. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've seen you do that on social media. It's such a good idea. Just putting up a little post like, hey, I'm here for 30 minutes. Got any questions about this? I love that. It's it's one of my favorite things to do because it feels so selfish. Because <laughs> it is. It's how I build my editorial calendar. It's how I uh, write copy in my sales page. It's how I get ideas for new programs. It's part of the reason Social Pro exists now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm answering a lot of the questions I answered over and over and over again in those communities. And I'll answer a billion more times. Mm-hmm. Um but the nice thing about do adding it to your editorial calendar is now, you know, I'll, I'll do a Google Plus one and somebody will ask me every single time, should I use a profile or a page? Well, yeah. I go to YouTube, I grab the episode I did walking you through all of that and on Hit The Mic TV, uh, and I pop it in there. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, I end up with 5, 6, 10, 15 new YouTube channel subscribers or email opt-ins. Awesome. Um, yeah. Such so a win-win-win. Super, super selfish, but I, I like it because I it, it gets you engaged with people, and people get used to seeing your face. Like you said, you remembered me doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. It's a good way and to put yourself out there without totally, being salesy all the time. Totally. Yeah. And it's selfish, but it's also, it's helping other people at the same time, right? So That's it's right. That, it's totally that win-win there. 
It's so, that's what so much market research is. Like, even when you have, um, when you have those market research conversations yeah. with people and you're asking them questions about, like, their desires and their struggles and, you know, probably throwing in some suggestions as you go along, that's super helpful for the person who's, who's doing the, the market research interview as well. Absolutely. Provide them some value on the call and yes. you're going to have, A, you're going to have people who are now invested in you because they were a part of it. Um, but also they are, it's going to put a positive sort of thought when they, they think of you in their sort of minds. Um, or they may be somebody who goes, oh yeah, I talked to Rebecca about that. Um, she now helps with XYZ. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what's our, our third step? So the third step is selling. And this is, I, I put this here because it sounds really obvious, but a lot of the time what happens is before diving into a new business, people feel that they need to design it first. So like, okay, I need to have all my products and programs in place. It needs to be perfect. And then I need to build it. And I need to have an awesome website. And then I'm ready to go out and sell. And I argue that it's really the most effective to sell first before you feel ready, before everything is perfect. And to by sell, this includes like for service-based business, you know, doing your service for free in exchange for like testimonials and feedback or referrals. So it's not necessarily selling for dollars right away. A lot of the time it can be helpful to to do your service in exchange for those things initially because then you're building up that that credibility and experience on your part but really just getting it out there right away to your you know immediate contact list asking people you already know if they know someone who would be a good fit for what you're offering and this ties back in too with feeding into the messaging like you're gonna get that experience it's gonna help you hone in more on your message um, and it's going to help you in creating your programs and services. So rather than them waiting to have all that in place first. I, I think that's such a great reminder because, you know, I, I talk a lot about this um, when it comes to marketing and having a consistent marketing. Even when you're not necessarily selling something, you kind of need mm -hmm. to be selling. Because when, when you go to sell something, people are there to buy stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, such a, so, it's such an important piece that we we tend to do only when we go okay we need to make some money mm -hmm. yeah so consistently having putting content out there you're talking yeah. about mm -hmm. well and, and and just consistently having sort of that marketing uh, message having you know I do this mm -hmm. you know having that consistent like that I, that you it is possible to give me money mm -hmm. so when you ask for money people aren't like what mm -hmm. are you crazy yeah. 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 And I think in the context of just when you're starting out too, like building that confidence, like the best way to do it is just getting out there and, and doing it and not doing it before you probably feel that you're ready. I, I agree. I think it's one of those things that you're never going to feel super ready. No. And exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the things I, I suggest and one of the things I did is, you know, like I did my first webinar and I didn't want to pitch a paid program from it because it was the first webinar I'd ever done. I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, but I also wanted people to be used to the fact that at the end of one of my webinars, there was a pitch. Mm -hmm. So I pitched free calls. Awesome. I didn't pitch something where you were going to have to give me money, but I did make a pitch that you had to take a next step. You had to book that. 
Uh, you have to do whatever. Um, so that I got in the habit of making that pitch, mm-hmm. even though, and I got to practice making a pitch, um, but I yeah. didn't have to necessarily have a program or whatever to, to sell them. Um, and also they got used to being pitched something at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Just practicing. And <laughs> Bill, do you, do you know Bill Barron? No, I don't. Okay, he's a business coach, and he's very, very successful now, but he has these amazing stories of when he first started out, and he struggled with his business hardcore for, like, five years, and I love his stories because he talks about, you know, the first time you do something, you're going to suck. He's like, it's just the way it is, so just know that going into it, you're going to suck, and it's going to go uphill from there. Like, the first time you work with a client, you're probably going to suck. And just know that that's totally normal. And if you don't suck, then bonus, right? Well, even if you don't suck, the experience might. Like, you you inevitably will learn something that you should have done differently. Yeah. The calls were too long. There was not enough calls. There was, you know, it should have had a welcome packet. Like, you're going to learn something every time. I say the same thing about, about mm-hmm. webinars, about podcasts. People ask me all the time. I go... Go listen to my first 10 episodes. And those were the first 10 episodes I chose to air. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The same thing about videos. You know, everybody's freaked out about doing video. Like, go look at... I've only done 20 episodes of Hit The Mic TV now. I'm still not thrilled with them. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the first ones, they're worse than the ones I did last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can always do better. Go, and there's know, always something to learn. To, do is to, to go back on Marie Forleo's channel. To her first episodes of Marie TV. Oh, that's a cool idea. Because they're her in her living room on her sofa with her laptop in her lap, just talking to a camera. Perfect. Like there you and go. and you see how long. And then look at down at the bottom where it says when it was posted, and it was four years ago now, five years ago, something like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. something like that. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, she didn't show up with this beautiful set she has now. No, I love that. Yeah, because it's so easy to compare to the people who maybe been doing things a while and everything looks really good and they they look really confident and they are probably really confident because they've been doing it a while and it's easy to compare to that. Yeah. So I love. Yeah, and some of my favorite things are those stories of when really successful people were just starting out because I think those are so important to anyone starting a business to hear. Well, it's like that that quote, and I cannot remember who says it, so I apologize, but it's like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Awesome. So if, if people want to learn more about getting their business started, they're ready to take move on past step three even, um, how can they get into contact uh, with you? So people can go to my website at RebeccaBeaton.com, and they can sign up for getting business tips to their inbox on my mailing list. And I'm going to have, I'm actually going to have a new free gift coming up. It's not yet around um, where to start and what to do first in starting your business. So I did an hour long recording on that and that'll be up on the site soon as well. So you can get free access to that. Very cool. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And thank you guys for listening. I will see you next time. Bye.